Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan, as always, joined by James and Callum in the studio. How are you going, guys? Not bad. Good. Good. We have um, a, a bit of a packed one this week. Yeah, so because so, Callum wasn't here last week, so Nathan and I didn't want to sort of go into some of the movies we all watched and um, the door came a bit off the hinges and <laughs> we started <laughs> off normal. The vibe's been weird. Yeah, it's been a weird couple of weeks. Continues and to get weird. Yeah, it's like the, we started off normal <laughs> and then we started talking about like Logan Paul energy drinks and friendly Geordie's house getting firebombed and it was just like kind of like, oh, what are we on about? Um, but yeah, rather than whinge about that stuff, um, yeah, I hope like it, it's hard because I'm like, you know, we're trying to have a conversation, but also like we're just kind of trying to keep the show moving. And I was just like, I hope I didn't come off as dismissive of certain people's problems, you know, certain, um, you know, yeah. But uh, rather than whinge about all that stuff, uh, we're going to whinge about movies, which is hopefully <laughs> what, uh, what we do. people want yeah. instead. <laughs> no, there so, shouldn't be too much whinging in this episode, actually. I, no, everything we watch is should be pretty balanced. Pretty, pretty decent. So... Yeah, yeah. Um, just gonna talk about. Uh, we've been watched. We watched uh, quite a few movies over the last few weeks that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. So we're just gonna all try to all cram them into one show, get them out of the way. Um, yeah. So. So we're gonna start with Brendan Fraser and um, Darren, Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. Oh, is it? I know. Like I know the name, but Darren Aronofsky is a bit hard to say. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. Unique with New York. Yeah. <laughs> Unique New York. <laughs> Bit of a tongue twister. We're going to start with The Whale. Yeah. So, Callum and I uh, saw The Whale a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, the feel-good movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> About, uh, what, a, an obe- a morbidly obese rec- teacher recluse? Yeah. Yes. Trying to reconnect with his daughter. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Devastating. Uh, look, I'm, I'm a grown man. I don't cry... Th- from movies very often, but I had a couple I cried of at tears. The end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's no. be real. I would cry at that movie. The I also end. cried at Click. Yeah, no, no, no. But Click, <laughs> Click's no, no. Every real yeah. man cries at Click. And real Click women. has Click, Click does get really. <laughs> um, but the whale, though, the whale, like, it's funny because you can. It maintains an equilibrium um, the whole way through. It's kind of yeah. It's sad, but then there's also humorous moments in the whale. You know, and you kind of had this balance of it's a depressing of light movie, and dark. but yeah. But then at the end, when everything comes to a the climax of the film, yeah, it delivers this devastating blow. It's a gut, it's, it's all, a cinematic gut punch. Yeah, all the all the threads that Aronofsky weaves through the film all all come to the like the conclusion, and it's just like a gut wrench. You know yeah. what I mean? I said to just, James in my croaky voice, you know, oh, th- that was devastating. Yeah, no, you know I mean? the, the the credits were rolling and. I was crying. Oh. Callum was teary. Like, and we were just after we composed ourselves. Like, it took us a while to compose yeah. ourselves. And then I turned to Callum. I said, "Brendan Fraser has. To, I don't. The Oscars are bullshit. But Brendan Fraser has to win. He has yeah. to." And after I thought about it, I'm like, you know, Austin Butler will probably win for Elvis because that's, <laughs> that's just more more of a generally kind of uh, acceptable performance or whatever a general generally yeah, yeah, likable yeah. performance. <laughs> But I'm just like, he has to. That it's it, well, devastating. Mean, the, it's it's been marketed as like Fraser's the performance of his lifetime, you know. And I, well, I think especially because he's, you know, he kind of, it, you know, withdrew people, a bit. Yeah, from, p- people are calling this like his comeback, quote unquote, yeah, or, he, or whatever. Even yeah. though he never really went away, and he's had like a good couple of years. Um, and I think he he's 
he's kind of like a Keanu-esque figure of like beloved, beloved to a lot of millennial kind of yeah. movie watchers or Gen X movie watchers, um, movie fans. Yeah. And yeah, this, this is like the ultimate uh, display of his talents yeah. as a dramatic actor. Because like when we were growing up, you know, we saw him in adventure movies and action films. George of the Jungle. Yeah, George of the Jungle, <laughs> that's it. Um, you know, and stuff like that. The Mummy Man. One of the best movies yeah. ever made. Oh, the mummy's great. Yeah, it's but my my point man. is my point is like it's you know, he, he's had chops for a long time. But it's like presumably yeah. he hasn't been in a movie accessible to me at least where you can see how much of a range he actually has until now. That's why people are so talk, talking about it and they're saying it's, you know, this big performance. Yeah. It's because he has a role that he can embody Sink himself his teeth in. into, yeah. Um, and it's an interesting role, right? Because it's based on a play. So it's it's very it's very low. The whole, in, yeah, the whole movie kind of takes place in his apartment. apartment. And because he is so morbidly obese, he yeah. can't leave. Yeah, and I think that it's a really interesting depiction of obesity because, like, uh, Fraser himself in an interview was saying that when Hollywood tackles obesity, mm. you know, the the obese the the bodysuits they use are generally larger than life. It's yeah, like big fat bastard from Austin <laughs> yeah. Powers. No, no, yeah, and he, <laughs> but he's like, even if they try not to be that way, they have like yeah, an, yeah. an exaggerated way of showing obesity. Whereas the, the bodysuit that they use in the whale, it's more based in reality, like the, the, whale, whole, the, the gravity of the body. The whale is a very, I mean, like like most of Darren Aronofsky's movies, you know, like The Wrestler. This movie is very much like The Wrestler. Yeah, that was an interesting and comparison. It's a, very, it's a very stark, like, plain as day portrayal of this character. And, you yeah. know, this, it's not Hollywooded it up in any yeah. way. Yeah, gra- um, it's grounded. Yeah. And yeah, it was such a good movie and so devastating. And I'm just, I, I, I was like to Callum, I'm like, I think it might be in my top five of yeah. 2022. Yeah, well, it's um, it's kind of it's kind of singular, you know, when you look at the 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 movie scape of the moment. And it's like, especially it's we're dominated by you know the Marvel movies. We're dominated by. Well, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it, you know, a bit tonight, but probably more next week and and you know later in the month is like because I've been catching up. I've been pretty yeah. much just exclusively watching 2022 movies, catching up. All the best movies, all the great movies of the year are always the ones we never talk about on the show. Yeah. You know, my favorite, you know, I guess we talked about everything everywhere all at once, which is still probably my favorite. But up there is probably my second favorite or tied as my favorite is Banshees of Inisherin, which, you know, that's not something we would talk about on yeah. the show. Comes to Disney so, Plus in Australia tomorrow. I'm tomorrow, in, I'm yeah. So by the waiting. time this by the time this comes out it'll on be, the podcast, oh, so go it'll watch be it. out. Yeah, watch it. It's an incredible, incredible film. But and much like the whale, the best movies, all my top five, top ten, except for maybe Top Gun Maverick, which is up there. It, all all of them are movies we just don't talk about on the show because it's like, is it interesting? Do do listeners really want to hear my review of women talking? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, do, do the boys really want to talk about this on the show because it's not fun? But yeah, like the best movies of the year. Um, Some movies are, can be really good. They're just hard to talk about in a review context. That's, yeah. Like I think yeah. that's basically it. We're yeah. doing the show and we're trying to be entertaining, I guess, or at least have a creative yeah. conversation or constructive conversation. And, and as you said, a movie is about women talking. I'm like, well... No, the movie is called Women Talking. Oh, Women Talking. <laughs> yeah. And it is about women okay, talking. Okay, there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. whatever the case is, it's like, is that necessarily going to be good for the show? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. And it's also because 
certain movies are less accessible, especially yeah. in Australia, it's also maybe harder for some of our audience members to, to see those watch movies. Them, yeah. so. Well, we were very fortunate with The Whale because yeah. um, we discovered Palace Cinema. Well, I discovered Pentridge, Palace Cinema. Yeah, yeah Pentridge. Um, you know, it's not far. Uh, if Yeah, not far for us at all. It's, you know, a 15, 20-minute drive, although Google mm. betrayed us on the way home. Yeah, just um, <laughs> gave, he just gave up at a certain point. Yeah, it was like, hey, I'll send you boys that, on the freeway. That happened to me that I was driving to see Creed and... Look, the Google just said no, and it just turned itself yeah, off. Yeah, what's going like, on? <laughs> is, it, is it upset because of, like, chat GPT or something? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's protesting. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's but, yeah. wonderful to see this cinema where we could see the whale. Actually, you know what's funny? The other day, it came out at Hoyt's Broadmeadows. What did? Uh, oh, the whale. Of course it did. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, What? I'm getting on my phone now to the, check what's you know, playing. It's that one employee. I probably only played for a it's week. It's the one employee like, huh? that bought us mother who did it again. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. Weird, it was bizarre. Um, and we always complain about movies that don't come to our and local then we cinema. And then we don't go to Broadly. Yeah, and they but forgot, it, didn't no come, it didn't come out until we already <laughs> until we already went to Pentridge. And then yeah. like two weeks later, then it came to... So it was That's already bizarre. delayed, yeah, which still, I'm like... It's still playing it. Also keep in mind that this movie came out months ago in the US. So already Australia is lagging behind. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes on the show we talk about how hard it is to see these films and, you know, there's places like the Nova and the Astor or whatever. It's good to find that there are some cinemas which place some of these movies a lot closer to home. You know, yeah. so that's what I'm trying to say to listeners is, you know, double check your cinemas in your uh, local area. But we've also, we've got to move on because we don't have yeah. a lot of time. But we've also talked about it's just cost of living is too high. Yeah. To go to the movies now is not, it's not accessible for a lot of people. That's true. And even me who loves movies. I try to wait for streaming as much as possible. Like, it's just too hard. Yeah. Just the petrol and driving oh. to the place alone. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention, once you're there, it's like, oh, do I buy something to eat? You know, whatever. You make a day of it. It costs you a fortune. It does, yeah. Um, but yeah, The Whale, incredible film. Darren Recommend Aronofsky it, yeah. does it again. Yeah. Just really complex, uh, layered film that Callum and I were discussing a long time after we saw it. Yeah. And I thought about, I'm still thinking yeah. about. It's it very, sticks with you. The, every character has got like I was like trying to de- yeah. decipher their motivations and how they relate and I'm still trying to figure out Sadie Sink's character the daughter yeah. and I'm just like still thinking about it. it's an incredible incredible devastating cinematic gut punch yeah that um yeah if you want to be depressed <laughs> watch it but if you want a great movie also watch it yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright moving on to our next movie Something in the Dirt by Benson and Moorhead. Yeah, this one's a uh, very small, much smaller. Yeah, it's a COVID uh, low, movie. Yeah, low budget, literally, literally a COVID movie. Um, Benson and Moorhead, the directors. We talked about Synchronic when that came out a few years ago. Yeah, um, and that was disappointing. And if, on the old show, we talked about their film before that, The Endless, which, like. We were really hyping up, being like, "These guys are great directors. This movie's gonna be because their their first film, Resolution, is like a no budget, yeah. you know, all it may basically all set in one think, room uh, film, think, and that it's awesome. And I showed, I think I showed it to you guys, and I'm like, "This movie's awesome. You have to watch it." I think um, their second film, Spring, even better. I'm like, "This is incredible." So the Endless, we were like, "This is gonna be great." Callum's like, "I'm so hyped for this. It's like so weird and." 
And we all watch it and we're just kind of disappointed. The, yeah. These are the kind of guys that really thrive when there's like no resources. Yeah. Well, the, 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 like, what's yeah? that saying? What's that saying? Mother but the, is, end, but uh, the Endless didn't have a lot of resources and that kind of, I think they just yeah. went in a weird direction mm. with it. Um, but what's that saying? Uh, necessity is the mother of invention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like even, even if you look at other genres like music, for example, you know, it's like some people's best albums are the albums they need to make or they're done. Yeah, and it's uh, you know the low budget. I've just got a guitar, time to make some music, kind of thing. Yeah, and this is like that version of that where they're like, we don't have money, we don't, we can't afford many actors in the film. Like you know what I mean? Like it's literally like the, shooting it during COVID. It's like literally, it's basically in, in, two actors. Yeah, in, a in one room. of their apartments. Yeah, so it's like it's this small scope movie with no money, where they they have an interesting science fiction idea that they can't afford to portray. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so they have to like, be creative with it and. Be- so a lot of it's through done the, through lighting yeah. and reflection, and then through and the right through the actual uh, development of the characters and the story in the movie, you end up. Uh, it's like okay, so, so there's a reason why things don't look a certain way. Yeah, there's a, and so you can, and it's got this document mockumentary, not mockumentary, but. Found, yeah, yeah. Not, not found footage, but it's, it's got documentary that, style footage. It's got yeah. that that it's element mi- of yeah, it, so that that keeps the budget yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it leads to a very creative, driven science fiction mystery, detective story almost. Yeah. Where it's about these two guys who are trying to make a documentary. It's also um, a really heavy vibe they, movie. Yeah, they're trying to make yeah. a documentary about a paranormal activity that occurs in the apartment because they want to make some money off it. Yeah, they're like two down-on-the-luck guys. Yeah. They have live in this crappy apartment. There's a, you know, supernatural phenomenon that happens. And they're like, let's... Let's make a documentary and then we can sell it, yeah. basically. Um, and it's them trying to figure out what's actually going on. And it's, so we always talk about world building. Yeah. And it's one, it's, it, it's one of these really interesting films where they try to figure it out. So they research things, they go places, they look things up. Mm. So it's like this journey of discovery, do, which we love so much. I do. Part, part of it's a, a budget thing of like keeping it small and, and whatever. But I think part of it is also because they're kind of young millennial directors it it has that sensibility to it of like they go on reddit and go oh let's find you know let's find information or like there's a whole sub kind of plot about geocaching yeah. which i was like i don't think i've ever seen that in a movie that's before that's yeah. awesome that they mentioned that and so it it's definitely especially you know like when we talked about everything everywhere all at once with the the dan the daniels the directors and like now that there are younger millennial directors coming out it's like the ideas they have about the internet and technology and how they mix that into their movie yeah. and like yeah it's just interesting yeah i mean not to mention like there's like and also it's a heavy vibe film so the conversations they have are just interesting so the dialogue that's a thing the way they because, talk to yeah. each other it's very natural and because yeah the nature of the movie is just they're talking but also like because the movie's based on like them trying to discover like what's going on and there's just like a lot of conversation about conspiracy theories and aliens yeah. and ghosts and UFOs. And, you know, the first 20 minutes or so, I was like, Callum's going to love this movie <laughs> because it's all the stuff we talk about. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's just like, it's just like, it's like a vibe. It's just like friends hanging out, talking about yeah. stupid stuff. And as the movie goes on, though, you think that's what's going to be. But then it gets more meta and more, Intense, more yeah. things get more... Re- revealed and things about the characters are revealed yeah and you're like okay there's more going on here and it at the start it takes itself really seriously like this is a paranormal event we're going to document it and it starts getting a bit less they take it less seriously it's a bit more humorous and then 
it's revealed why they're not taking and it's just it's a really interesting movie yeah um and they did a really good job with assumedly no budget and yeah. just shooting it probably Which, during a lockdown in la or whatever yeah. and i think that's where filmmakers like them really succeed is when they have an interesting idea but they don't have yeah, the money to do cg all the time you know well, that, I mean? there is a yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. Oh, there's CG in it, but yeah. like it's not heavy. It's not overdone, which is I think the mistake. And there's a, a reason people, for it in the actual plot that's yeah, revealed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just I, I remember when we talked about when Synchronic came out. Their first two movies are so strong. I'm like, these guys are gonna be huge. And then Endless came out, and everyone loved it's it. Like and the we, Hollywood problem. And right? we, but the Endless was a low budget movie. I was yeah. just kind of like. Everyone loved it except for us. We just they were like, trying to they make because they were trying to make a Hollywood film on a limited budget. You maybe know what I, mean? I don't know what it was, but it was then it was Synchronic that had the Hollywood problem. Yeah, where it's like but they, they had a real budget and they had they, a, a, they had big names in that one. Yeah, but even that wasn't a big budget movie. But it yeah. was still like okay, they don't. What are they doing here? That that script yeah. was weird. And they got the that, money taken away from them, and here we have gold. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean they they directed a couple episodes of Moon Knight. I think they're directing a couple of episodes of Loki season two. So the they, money, they've got yeah. the they've got the cash cow of like oh, Marvel will pay our checks, and then we can make weird small movies. And I'm sure they want to make big movies, but yeah, they yeah. seem to thrive in this. Yeah, so I I do recommend it if you're interested in cerebral esque. Uh, miss science fiction if you're movies. into conspiracies really? but you Shoot. don't believe in like i feel like if you like QAnon and all that kind of stuff don't watch this movie no no like calamon i discussed one time it's, it's the good like the fun yeah, conspiracy yeah, yeah, yeah. if you like yeah. bigfoot this movie's for you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah loch ness monster thumbs two thumbs up <laughs> QAnon, <laughs> yeah. QAnon pizzagate no thank no, you no. yes get yeah. out of here go yeah. go to therapy <laughs> <laughs> all right um moving on Yes. For a well, we'll talk about well, Mia. Uh, um, what's her name? Um, Mia, Mia Goth. Goth. Mia Goth double feature here. We'll talk about Pearl first. Yeah, Pearl. Um, so I said the prequel we, to X. Yeah. So which we, reviewed, we really enjoyed. We reviewed X came out yeah. early 2022, mm. and we reviewed that when it came out, but just very briefly. Yeah. We just talked. Yeah. We liked about it. Briefly. I think. I remember we liked. Did you like you, it? You guys liked it a lot. I thought it was okay. Yeah. 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 Um. I remember you guys like really dug the kind of seventies Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the thirty-five millimeter. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. And there was like a it, it was shot digitally. Oh. I remember because Callum yeah. kept saying it was shot on film, and I every episode I was like, really? And you were like, yeah, I yeah. It was, yeah. And every time it came up, I was like, really? And I was like, no, it was shot digitally, but made to look. Yeah. Like an old seventies. Uh, the film. highlight of that of X for me was that Jello inspired kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. the kill Italian with the red kill, the yeah. red the blood on the yeah. light and it goes red. Yeah. The gore was awesome. You know, I appreciate the seventies kind of vibe. But I just thought it was an okay slasher movie. Um yeah, we talked about but, it how it's Yeah. Um but Pearl I I quite enjoyed. Yeah, what's interesting is the while they were in because they shot it they shot x in new zealand and so while they were in lockdown like man mandatory lockdown or whatever um uh ty west the writer director of x was like to me a goth the star of x like hey do you just want to stick around in, see in what new zealand with, see yeah. what we'll come up with like we've got this farm set you know location um and so him and Mia goth like wrote it in a couple of weeks like a prequel to the antagonist character, which she also she plays the protagonist and antagonist in X, mm. and they and they made a prequel to X called ab- Pearl, ab- yeah. called Pearl about Pearl, the antagonist from X, um, set decades 
before the 50s no the 1918 1918 yeah world war one yeah damn yeah yeah um yeah so i think x is better overall it just looked better sounded better um both are low budget movies but i think considering this was like a afterthought movie yeah yeah they they banked it up pretty quick and the yeah. fact that a24 was just like yeah we'll just give you the money and just stay in new zealand and just make us another movie, make us yeah. make a second make a prequel and they're like cool i guess if it's a I low think budget it feels, one, yeah it kind of feels like that a bit it feels lower budget it feels quicker it feels more covety there's less characters going on yeah but the fact that it's set in 1918 and there's a lot of period costumes and cars it's cool. And, you know, they go to the cinema, like there's this old street. And I'm like, they did a pretty good job trans- knocking something out quick, transporting yeah. you back a hundred years. Yeah. yeah. I also appreciated the Technicolor inspired, like color grading. Yeah. That was, it was nice to look I do at. think, yeah, it did look, it didn't look as, X looked more like gr- gritty 70s movie. This was like, whereas that movie was going for the gritty 70s look, Pearl is going for the like old Hollywood look. And they didn't pull it off quite as much. And I think that just comes down to time and budget, probably. Yeah. But no, I, I liked it overall. Like, yeah, again, it's not an amazing movie, but something that was yeah, knocked out pretty I think quick. I'm more interested in the fact that it, yeah, it was just shot, they were quickly shot back to back. And then they did so well that now they're making a sequel to X uh, really? called Maxine, which will come out yeah. soon as well. So yeah. it's like you had X and Pearl in 2022, and now Maxine's coming out, presumably by the end of the year so it's like this kind of just fun little horror trilogy that they kind of banged out and that's pretty cool yeah it's just kind of a cool cool little thing i do want to say like um it hasn't even been it's not even released in australia technically until next week but it's been out in america since september oh yeah or before like we've talked about before this is ridiculous come on yeah like it's you have no excuse. It's a digital file. Send it to the cinema here. They can play yeah, it. Like, it. stop <laughs> stop pretending. I know. Um, oh. I will say that... That... Um, that... No. Oh, yeah. Callum and I... Oh, three things. Sorry. The whole Spanish flu thing yeah. in the movie, obviously... Uh, <laughs> with the mask commentary. Yeah, with the mask. And like, good, yeah. co- you know, like obviously now with COVID, I was like, that's that's interesting. Uh, Howard, the husband character yeah. from X, is almost entirely absent from this movie except for the very end. Yeah. I think they really needed him at least Earlier. halfway through the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that whole dynamic between Pearl and Howard in, in X is just completely missing here. Yeah, 100%. I think they needed to, to focus on... They could even do a... Another prequel movie like set in between Pearl and X because yeah, X is set a long in the time. How does yeah. Howard deal with just that? decades, yeah. yeah. Um, also, Mia Goth, she's really good, and that she does this monologue like an unbroken take. Mia Goth plays a mentally ill woman very successfully, <laughs> yeah. but she's like, very she's a very scary. Yeah, like she plays scary crazy. characters very well. You know that scene where she's confessing her yes, crimes, yeah, and it's yeah. just to the her shot friend, of yeah. her with her and her friend, on her. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the shot on her face, and she, and it just goes on and on yeah. and on. I was like, wow. Like talking about she, what's wrong? Like I don't know what's wrong with me and all this kind of stuff. That yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just this a long unbroken monologue. Yeah. And Fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah she's she, really good. Just down low, she scares the shit out of me. Oh, she's ter- she's <laughs> terrifying. Which brings <laughs> yeah, us to yeah, our yeah. next movie. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you want to go to a very quick break okay. before we get to Infinity Pool, where Mia Goth scares us some more. You're back on the Tuesday Review, um, a rapid-fire episode. Uh, we just talked about the Mia Goth scaring the pants off of us in Pearl. Pearl. Uh, now we're talking about Mia Goth scaring the pants off of us in Infinity Pool. Yes. That's <laughs> uh, an professional, un- professional pants scare off. Yeah, an unintentional double feature. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Infinity Pool, uh, Brandon Cronenberg, son of uh, David Cronenberg. Uh, we talked about his previous film, Possessor, a few years yeah, ago. Phenomenal movie. Yeah, and we were like really interested to see what he does next. This is his next film, Infinity Pool. Really weird movie where Alexander Skarsgård plays a writer, kind of down on his like like writer's block. Writer's yeah. block. He goes with his wife to like an unnamed Eastern European country, like a fictional Eastern European seaside resort. Um, like a poor, poor European nation kind of. Thing. Yeah, but they have this like really yeah. rich people yeah. resort um, yeah. on the beach there. Um, and he accidentally... I guess this is in the trailer, right? I can spoil this. Yeah, that's in the trailer. So, so he, there's an accident where someone a cr- is... An, a crime or such accident An happens. accident where someone is killed and, and in all, this country... All crime is punishable by death, by basically. Death. But if you have enough money, you can pay for a surrogate yeah. like Which, clone. So one of the one of the world-building moments that I thought was hilarious is they were like, they figured out that it wasn't good for tourism to just kill everyone who commits a crime. Yeah, so, they so they're like, thing, I they think passed the law to make it so you can clone there's people. A, yeah, there's a whole thing. In and the if movie. you got the money, like it's it's basically it's rich people. It's a commentary fi- on. Yeah, rich people have figured out the loophole. They can do anything they want as long yeah. as they have enough money well, you know, to there's, there's pay a, for the yeah, There's clone. that famous saying that if the penalty is a fine, it's only a crime for the poor. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the whole movie generally is a commentary on. Uh, rich people, of doing, rich people doing what they want. We've overseas. talked a lot about like a movie tourism. We've talked a lot about movies in the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, you know, like the, the menu, menu, Glass Onion. I haven't seen White Lotus yet, but I think this is kind of about like just rich people at resorts getting away with awful things. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you know, this this is kind of another one of those movies of like, but it's in that Cronenberg style of like really weird, yeah. really violent. Yeah, him and his daddy. Yeah, perverted mindsets. Yeah, <laughs> but we love we love that. Oh yeah, give give me more. There's some. So basically, yeah, the movies like just generally about these terrible people, and you know, yeah, the rich and, people. And the, the the two main characters got yeah, caught up in it. Mia, a bit. Yeah, Mia Goth is like traveling there with her husband, and then you find out that rich friends. Her yeah, her her and her husband and their rich friends have figured out the loophole, and they yeah. just do awful things. And they just terrorize a town. Alexander Skarsgård yeah, exactly. gets yeah. looped into their. I like there's one interesting line. It doesn't get brought up again, but there's that whole kind of idea where they quickly shut it down, and I wanted to see it more in this movie of I definitely what, there's that whole conversation about how do I know that I'm not the clone? Yeah, because yeah. you have all the memories. They of pay, it, yeah, they yeah. pay at lip service, but then they never really delve yeah. into it. Which, on one hand, I'm grateful that that whole movie didn't come about him trying to figure out if he's the real. Yeah, one. no, I know. But, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm because it's not the point of the movie. But it yeah. still is an interesting kind of. It's a good question. At least I had the question in yeah. there. I yeah. do think I kind of like with Possessor, even though we like Possessor as well. I think Infinity Pool has the same problem where Brandon Cronenberg's really good at coming up with this strange idea and this strange world. Yeah. and visualizing it and stylizing it well but he just doesn't really have the time or the money to explore to, it and to pay to it its off. full yeah. yeah i think i do think there's a better version of this movie that 
maybe dives a bit more into the class division between the poor outside yeah. of the resort and the yeah. and the triangle of sadness is another one which i mentioned you know that kind of disparage between the working class people the crew who work on the boat the yacht yeah. and the wealthy people who take advantage i think this movie could have been similar to that where maybe we saw more of the staff and their lives like obviously not a lot like the yeah. movie's not about that hmm. but um yeah, but it was a good movie. It was a weird I think, movie. I think the the thing I was disappointed about was we didn't get to see the trauma that the townspeople go through directly, like the passive trauma yeah, that they go through. Yeah, a lot of people would have... Because the, if you think about it, right, it's like every six months for tourist season, yeah. people come and lay waste to your town. And you know what not, I mean? I guess it's because it's not like the purge where everything is on fire. It's just yeah. a select few richy riches who... Who come and do terrible things. Yeah. We do get to see the scene where, like, you can see how the crime is um, punished, where the, you know, family member... I do think... Uh, ...can take the life of the, of the, yeah. of the clone I do. of the person who commits the crime but i'm like but what's it i want to see the impact that has on the, the people who do it i don't want to spoil it but i'm going to be vague and you guys hopefully will know what i'm talking about and hopefully listeners won't be spoiled the little boy yeah we see him again oh, the, yeah, the later, dog, but yeah. it's but it's not yeah next before the dog scene but it's not him uh, that's all i'll say i think that would have been interesting if that was real that mm. scene happened, you know, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to be vague. Yeah, yeah no, I know yeah. what you're And then they about. could explore, like, Alexander Skarsgård's finally kind of confronting his victims. Yeah, no, and, that's, yeah. And kind of but yeah, I, I'd be coming interested to terms in with that how much thing. of a horrible person he is. Because, like, we, we, the movie spends a lot of also, time with Mia Goff and the other, the other, uh, for lack of a better word, the other perverts yeah. do whatever they want on the island. But I, I'm interested in the society as a whole, not just the rich people. Because it's such a fascinating science about, fiction idea. I've talked about on the show before. I love when sci-fi, where they make up cultures and religions. And it's just yeah. like, oh, the Klingons do this because it's part of their culture. The, who You know, just because yeah. in, yeah. in their religion, they do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I love that made up. Yeah. So, I love this. Yeah, like the we, masks and yeah. the kind I actually, of, yeah. I actually wish they would maybe go a bit further into the Eastern European. They shot in Croatia. Shout out to Croatia. I wish they went further into that and kind of brought in some of that kind of more flavor yeah. of like, you know, I know in Croatia they do this ceremony. I forget what it's called, but it's like this old, um, you know, where you dress up in the old traditional yeah. clothing and you've got like a sword and all the men in the town do this kind of ceremony. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm like, they should have done that but made it like the weird perverted... Yeah. Because like, they do have the masks, like they talk... But, I mean, I, does it... Where is it where they do that stone lifting thing with the round... Scotland. Yeah, Scotland's yeah. way more hardcore yeah, than England. <laughs> do you have a cool culture? Let us know. Wait, where do they do the cheese wheel chasing... Is that England or is that Scotland no. or Ireland? I'm not sure. Cheese wheel chasing. You know where they throw the yeah. cheese wheel and everyone chases it down the hill and they all fall and they're rolling and everyone gets hurt? I'm not sure. No. <laughs> well, it's a real thing. I might be crazy, but I'm not that yeah. crazy. We needed more cheese wheel rolling uh, in this film. Yeah. Is what we're trying right, to say. Back to the movie. I'm just, I'm just saying like, it would be uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like you could more definitely develop, flavor, develop yeah. the, the fictional culture yeah. and, and lay it throughout. I think that would have been really cool. So I think that's the weak part. It's like we focus so much on the, also, on the wrongdoings and not on the... Like how does cloning, for example, affect the society itself? 
How yeah. does and that again? The like, religion. How does that not, affect the religion? The movie is not really about that because yeah. if they start doing the whole thing, yeah, then I it know. becomes this. Yeah. yeah, it just becomes. But yeah. yeah. I do. Do you, would you guys agree that this movie may have Alexander Skarsgård really good in the movie, but do you think he's like too good looking for this character? Because this character is kind of be kind supposed no, to be kind of down on his no, luck. And I don't think he's too pathetic. good looking for the character because he's a trophy husband. That's true. His wife is very yeah. good looking. He's, he's, um, a, he's an author. Right, a failed yeah, author. Okay, he's not talented, but he's he also, the beauty trophy. Yeah. He's also. I not just feel very like ca- he's not overly charismatic either. You know what I mean? Mm. He has this kind of. Um, but he's not awkward or anything. No, no, I know, but he's not. I like just a, feel like this he's, role. He's no, he's not George Clooney. You know what I mean? He's no, yeah, like his whole yeah. character. Basically, I feel like his arc is him also coming to the terms with the fact that he's not amazing. He's a he's a what is what's a male bimbo called? Yeah. Uh, himbo. Himbo, 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 himbo. Essentially, yeah. he's a himbo, and that's like yeah. his whole arc is basically about because he gets he gets trapped in in he the, lives in that, a bubble. Okay, yeah, world. that makes sense. You know Because I mean? the way I was thinking about like I would have been interested to see someone who like was just a bit more normal looking because. Alexander Skarsgård looks like a superhero. Like oh, he looks no, like yeah. a real life comic book character. Like he's not yeah, a real I, person. No, I know I, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that I thought the it was also kind of someone. Yeah, I don't think it's a problem for this movie. But yeah, no, I see what you're saying. But you know it's, what I mean? Because yeah, the whole movie yeah. is him kind of like feeling uh, like an outcast. Pathetic. Of sorts. He, yeah. he feels pathetic because he's he's got it. His wife. Is it's the also about breadwinner, and he and finds he, 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 he he's lost he's his surra- so the he's lost his ability to write, and then he finds out later on that he probably didn't even have any ability yeah. to write. So like, and then when he gains this power of if I have enough money, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I it's feel like it would be better thing, right? if he was like just more of a normal looking guy. Because he finds himself That's drawn true. to a crowd of very successful people. And so he goes from being like this minor celebrity with a rich wife to being the poorest guy in the room and like the most boring guy in the room. And he has to try and survive this experience of being with these crazy people. Mm. So it's like he doesn't, he can be good looking and he can be, you know, charismatic or whatever, but he's the poorest of the bunch. He, he like, they kind of make him. He's there off his wife's charity, yeah. which they I make think him, they actually should, they should have nailed that down a bit more yeah. because. They need, they make him rely on them. Which is like the core part of the film is, oh, yeah. you need our money. You know, we have to show you, you're coming with us now. So he loses his sense of autonomy. I, yeah. Well, I mean, not that he had much autonomy to begin with, yeah. but it's it's about him trying to escape their gravity. And, you know. And he, yeah, when he tries to, they're, they're like, you can't. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you're one and of Mia us Goth, now, whether yeah, you like it or not. Mia Goth is terrifying. Yeah. Also, the fact that his na- the character's name is James and Mia Goth is screaming my name and it did it did it did things to me. Some of them good and some of them bad. When she's like on the car, like waving the gun, eating yeah. chicken, like drinking James. wine, yeah, like and I'm just like, I think I like this, but I also I'm terrified. Yeah. She's she's terrifying. Mia Goth is so good. She she like she's having a moment. She's been like in a lot yeah. of movies over the last couple of years and. But, like, she always does weird movies. I don't think she's ever done just a normal mainstream... Yeah, 100%. Like, she knows what she's got. You know, she'll do what she wants. She yeah. knows she can sell it. Yeah. No, she's... Anything she does, I'll probably be... I'll be interested in watching it. Um. So, yeah, do recommend. Not perfect, but pretty good. Yeah, I it's mean, I think Possessor might have been a bit better. That was more... That was... He, he pulled that off more than he pulled this idea off, you know? Maybe, like, yeah. I think... I, I feel think, like... I do feel like he needs a Mark Frost to his... David Lynch, David yeah. Lynch, a yeah. little bit. Someone Something to help just him to iron these things out. The story. Mm, yeah. Like, he's good at the big concepts, 
but I would like some like a Mark Frost type figure just to tighten the narrative yeah, up. Yeah, focus bit. it because it's the same oh, thing, not, yeah. kind of a little bit with Possessor. It's like there's got I just just I structure it a little tight. It's not. It's not that it's. I think that's but that it's kind of a double edged sword where it's like it's not that the movie is unfocused or messy. Yeah. It's the fact that it's there's so much it could be exploring, mm. but it doesn't have the time or the money. Yeah. And so what he's done here, like with Possessor, is like, oh, it's fine that that's what he focused on. But there's so much other stuff that you could probably fit in there and not have to spend a lot of the runtime on. Yeah. Just yeah. little things here and there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, yeah. we're a bunch of Mind hacks you, who've that, never made anything. So, But I'm just saying like... That being said, he's still early in his career, relatively yeah. speaking. And all of his movies have been... I think Antiviral, his first movie, might be the best overall, so despite it being know, the smallest and lowest Even budget, though he's made some successful films, yeah. he's ultimately still, I mean, as, as everyone is, still learning their craft. You know what I mean? So I think over time, think he might, he might it's get... It's also, yeah, it's also like... Because these movies don't get made unless they're low budget. Like he's kind of um, cursed, like his dad, cursed to just ro- roam the kind of the outer indie edge movie, of, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Uh, world for for his whole career. Unless he decides to just make a kind of generic whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he's a good filmmaker, and I'm interested to see yeah. what he does next. All right, moving on to Creed three. Creed 3. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, we embrace the eye of the tiger. That's yes. It. That's um, it. Without Rocky, unfortunately. No, I think uh, good because the end of Rocky 2 when they retire... Creed 2. The end of Creed 2 when they yeah. retire Rocky, perfect send-off for that character. Don't need to see him again. If they keep trying to bring him back, no. Yeah, you leave I mean, Sylvester out to purge too? Let him go. You know what? Okay, Balboa's oh, had... He's got Tulsa King. Saying, he can do <laughs> no, whatever the hell. <laughs> Balboa had his struggles. You know? Yeah, I we, had, we had six Rocky movies plus Rocky and two Creed movies. He's done. It's Creed. Yeah. He literally says at the end of Creed 2, he's like, he, he, he Creed wins the boxing match against Drago. And then Rocky's like, it's your time now. And then he walks yeah. away. I'm like, good. I don't want to ever see him again. <laughs> if there's 10 Creed movies, it's Creed's universe now. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And I think it's... I was talking to Nathan, so I rewatched these movies back to back. Yeah, so did I. And I... I um, including like, the original Rockies, I mean, as well. Oh, you got through all of them? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I said to Nathan, I was like, I found it interesting because normally I'd assume I'd get bored, right? Mm. But I'm like, they they are a very compelling even even um rock even rocky even five which is rocky four even rocky four which is like the weakest of no the no no four is awesome <laughs> well, wait, which is which is the one where he trains the guy and then they have the street trains fight at the, the end that's five yeah oh, five, that's I'm the weakest sorry. that's five, f- yeah. five yeah i'm confusing four and five no, no even five even when like when you watch them back to back they're compelling, you know. It keeps a momentum even five, going. Yeah, even five has its pros. Yeah, like it's, it's like it has a momentum going that carries through into Creed. Yeah, because it it, ta- it really cares about the universe. Like Creed one and it two helped, yeah. really care about the Rocky universe, even though three differentiates itself. Like you said, and becomes yeah. a, it becomes Adonis' story now. Yeah, but like when you watch them, though, the amount you care is so much better than if I just went to the cinemas helps, and watched. Yeah, Creed it three. helps that they're pretty well written. Um, they follow a formula, you know that very, yeah. that, that very well known formula. Like the rock, especially once Rocky becomes champ, you know it's like yeah. oh, they're there's not- the f- there's the family drama, introduce the villain, there's your training montage, the ultimate fight, Rocky succeeds. 
it's a perfect formula for these types of films. And like James was saying uh, before the show, it's like the perfect sports formula, the sports movie. It's a formula. sports drama, yeah. As yeah. long as you hit hit the beats and um, and as long as you care about. And Michael B. Jordan uh, continues to impress with this formula. You know, it's it's not well, a yeah, tired. He, it's not tired yet. This for me, this he, this was like this was a test film, right? Yeah. Can can Michael B. Jordan do it without Stallone's influence? Because the first mm. two, Sylvester Sloan was involved, yeah. right? And this was the one where he's not involved. Will it still be good? Yeah, and, and it um, was good. It was, which is yeah. which is very promising. Do, is this the first movie that uh, Jordan has direct, written yes. and directed himself? Uh, he didn't write it. He d- this is his first directorial debut, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, the first Creed was directed by Ryan Coogler, who then went off to do Black Panther, and then the second movie was directed by Ryan Cable, Ryan Cable Jr. I think his name. Um, and then this movie was directed by Michael B. Jordan, which is his first yeah. movie as I a director. I think he did really well. He and did he did really pretty. It's a pretty solid debut. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he's been acting since he was a kid, and he's been in uh, two Creed movies so far. Yeah. So he has a support system. Yeah. yeah. But I think even then, he had a strong idea for the movie, and it, like he, it held like it held together. Yeah. And Jonathan Majors is a, a beast. Deep. Oh yeah, oh, he's man, so I, good. Yeah, so it's an interesting film, right? Because we we talk about like the the sports movies, and I was talking to the before the show about how I like the movies where they're already champ, and then like you get yeah, the, you get the drama the stuff as the as yeah. the uh, as like the the foremost of the film. Foremost, what a dumb word. The um the drama is at the forefront of the movie, yeah. and it leads into the what, what the do you champion. do when you're at the top? Yeah, yeah, and like what like how do you deal with the fame? How do you deal with the repercussions of being the best? The mm. challenges. I did I did like how for a lot of the movies he's like no 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 I'm retired I'm retired I'm retired yeah. and also how he kind of well there always there's, has that, to, there's that substance that under every, under the skin he's like bored and he wants to every almost, time I try to get out like pull yeah, me back yeah, in yeah. but there's always like the the where the hero has to be yeah, yeah, brought, yeah, back. brought back in. yeah and yeah. that's such a classic yeah. trope and it works so well. Yeah. But there's also the feeling, like you get the feeling that he's bored, he's happy being retired, he's but he misses fi- the fighting. Like, 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 like Bianca is a singer at heart, like he's yeah. a fighter at heart. Yeah. So if you take that away from him, he's like, it's an identity. He's crisis. just kind of lost. He's like yeah. wearing a suit, going around like doing business uh, yeah. meetings. It's like he's not. I thought it was. He's it, lost his passion. So I thought it was. Which it, I will say, I do think the movie could have pushed that further. Like he's he's yeah. kind of aimless. He's got his daughter. Maybe he put like he puts time in her. But like, I feel yeah. like they could have pushed that more. Of yeah. like he's yeah. kind of lost his way. I thought it was interesting to see the direction they took the film, where it was like you know his um his childhood in and out of the system and the the relationships that he he forgot yeah, as do, he became a, a hero. You I, know what I mean? I, I, or he I'm, buried. Yeah. Yeah. That he buried. I and remember. Then the, having I'm, to face the literally face the past. I remember when the trailer came out and Jonathan Majors character damien was the the shown as the villain and i'm like oh is he going to be clubber lang's son from rocky three like is it going to yeah. be like we had drago and creed two yeah, i would have robbed my eyes yeah and i was, I was <laughs> yeah. like okay fair enough you know it's interesting we, we love a- cobra cry we love yeah. bringing back everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then it was just like oh no it's actually just from adonis's past like yeah. this is his story now and there's no yeah, exactly. You know, it's it not about Rocky's itself. past. Yeah. It's about his past. I do like how they brought Drago back, though. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And yeah, it's like... As he's kind of like almost like he's a like friend. kind of a good like, guy yeah. now, yeah. Because yeah. the end of Creed 2, it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. We, we resolve that issue. <laughs> yeah, Because no. the universe, can t- it, it likes its own history. 
Mm. You know what I mean? That's what, like, all the Rockies and the Creeds, I think it's great because it's similar to Cobra Kai where boxing yeah. is the most important sport in the world. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you have these recurring characters yeah. and it's like, you know, they have lives in the film. Like, Drago didn't stop being a boxer just because Creed 2 ended. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what makes it so cool yeah. is the fact that we can pick up Creed 3 and then we can see, you know, oh, look, there's Drago, but their relationship between him and Adonis has changed. Well, and it's like, it speaks to why, a larger world. Yeah. It's the world building. That's we love why, it like, so much. If, if 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 Creed three is the last one, that's fine. This movie has a good ending, a good. It's a really solid trilogy. I just yeah. I hope- but the fact that it's, this movie is doing extremely well, and you know Michael B. Jordan said is open to do I think yeah. more. So like. They could do Creed Four, and they could do like a drug. I don't. I don't know if a Drago spinoff would be gonna, too much. Why are they going to outstay their welcome? I think. How they many definitely times could. is the champ going to have to come out of retirement? Well, no, you look. I think no, 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 they, you look at well, Rocky. Rocky, look, they kind I mean, of drag yeah, it out, yeah, but also at, they don't have to do it every two years or true. every three years. And also, they've got his daughter character now, who yeah. they could skip ahead. She's, she starts to fight. They could skip ahead 10 years. They could skip ahead 10 years and be like, she's the new the, uh, yeah. women's uh, I can't remember under- if it was the Creed 2 review or something we talked about um, after watching the movie. But James was there. I was watching this film and it reminded me of James, something James said where he was talking about the future of the franchise and it could be uh, Adonis's f- hands are broken and yes. he can't, oh, he can't yes, sign no, anymore. Because in Creed 2, when the daughter is born and she's deaf... And I'm like, if there's a moment in the third movie where his his hands, hands are, are all broken up from fighting oh, and he can't geez. sign to her, <laughs> I will cry. And that didn't happen. But I'm like, they're keeping that in their pocket. You know they are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah. <laughs> no, but I I, I think, um, I think they could definitely do another one, even if it didn't have Adonis fighting in the ring. Because you look at um the lamest of the movies, um Rocky four five five, five sorry. Uh, it's like there was technically no boxing match in that film. It was, you know, a street fight with a ridiculous priest yeah. going, I bless you, Rocky. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And, and he's like, I love it when he does that. I'm like, I'm like, oh, Stallone, yeah. stop. But my point is you could definitely do a drama film in the Rocky universe, but I think there will end up being some fight of some kind because they kind of hint at a larger problem in Creed Three with the, the gang affiliations that Dame has. Um, with the uh, the, the I don't photo think that'll that he be, has, I don't think the, that'll be a problem because they're they're. He ends the film by saying, you know, if you need any help, you know yeah. where to find me. Okay, so what yeah, I mean is that like Dame's understand. personal situations could yeah, potentially yeah, be the, so the motivation be like for... Act, like, yeah. yeah, it could be like them two versus yeah. some situation on the streets, yeah. whether it's a boxing yeah, thing one, or... One of, one of Dame's enemies gets out yeah. of a long stretch. So they, they kind of hint at this larger issue, yeah. but like like there's no guarantee. Like James said, I think it depends on how the public feels about it, which they seem to be very positive about. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's a, it's a good, but good yeah, solid Such trilogy. a solid trilogy, I think Creed wanted so to a better... Yeah, but I think this movie's still pretty good. I thought I think they definitely like a lot of the because Creed is that you know he's gone out as world champion and he's kind of retired, and so a lot of the fights don't involve him. I felt like the stakes didn't feel as yeah. much, and then you had Felix, who's the current heavyweight champion, and it's like, oh, who's this guy? We don't really, yeah. in, we're not invested in him. Yeah, and it's not till the end fight where we're like, okay, now we're more invested. Yeah. But even then, I was like, I feel like the whole movie could have just ratcheted up the, the stakes yeah. and the tension. Yeah, it could, yeah. I, I did think the final fight was really interesting with the use of the... Um, yeah, well, we were like talking the, about... Like the prison bars yeah, outside the we ring and the about, anime influence. Yeah, we are talking about off-air. Michael B. Jordan has been very vocal about his anime 
influences in making this movie and you can definitely see in some of the fight scenes where it's just like it's a bit more stylized not not to a ridiculous degree but there's definitely more it's less documentary style of some of the other movies there's some creative flair to it yeah um and especially their right the rivalry between adonis and dame his old friend damien is like it's that classic you know, top 10 anime betrayals, yeah. uh, anime frenemy uh, rivalry. Yeah. Also, I mean, we did say Jonathan Majors is so good. I yeah. mean, he's good in everything. Ripped, man. Yeah, he's, so he's, good. he's, he's scary in this movie. But his fighting style is weird, man. It and reminded I love me, it, it kind of reminded it's me of Club Lang, where it's not so much about the athleticism, it's about the power. And yeah, like, but it's just his stand, like his the way, he, the way he blocks with his two arms together. It's like beastly. And the way, yeah, but it's. And he also cheats in the. Yeah, and because, like, <laughs> he kind of. Because well, he wasn't trained as a boxer. Yeah, he was but like that's the thing. Prison. That's it's like he kind of drops his right hand, which yeah. is a big no-no because you leave yourself open. But he's like, he's he's, feel, it's got that weird like prison rules. Unorth- yeah. He's got this unorthodox style. It makes him unpredictable. Yeah. And I think one of the failures of the movie, even though I enjoyed it, is that they should have gone full anime with that and being like, we're going to analyze his style. He's very unorthodox because he used to fight in prison and whatever, and he doesn't play by the rules. Yeah, yeah. And how are we going to beat him if he's fights dirty or whatever? Yeah. They don't do anything like that at the end. That kind of disappointed me because in the first two Creed yeah. movies... Adonis has to learn a secret technique. Yeah, or... <laughs> yeah, the secret technique. Or, like, you know, Drago will be targeting in Creed 2, will be targeting or Creed's weak spot of, in his ribs. Even at the and it's start, like, okay, we've got to protect yourself, but also got... This movie, the end Doesn't fight do much didn't do any of that. Yeah. They hardly get hurt. And I think that's Creed- a big detraction it's, from I'm pretty sure it's the, the start of movie. Creed 3. There's like little flashbacks or whatever of, you know, Creed's fights. And it's it's got that kind of slow motion where he, like, he hits the weak spots and he's like Well, this this No, no. Th- th- this movie has some of that Sherlock Holmes yeah. kind of zoom in. Yeah. yeah. But they, they, it's only the first couple of fights that's and only, then they yeah. kind then they of... they abandon it. Yeah. 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 I think they really should have... Leaned into, leaned it a bit into more. that, especially yeah. at the end where it goes more anime and stylized, and gone like Damien fights like this, but I'm gonna fight like this. He thinks I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. It's like yeah. a fallout kind of. Uh, and they don't have to go full. Thing where it's like fifty percent chance. They don't have to go full. They don't have to go full that. No. But even the Rocky movies and the first two Creed movies, there was a strategy to it of like, okay, he's yeah, yeah, doing like Mickey this. Mickey in his corner, being like, you know, he yeah. this is what he does. Remember to dodge this way. They do it like at the start when Dame is fighting Felix and he's targeting his shoulder, and then like they just never mention the fact that. Like, there are weaknesses and yeah. strengths that you have to... Yeah, balance out. And yeah. that's why I think the training montage in Creed 3 is the weakest of all the training montages in all the movies is because I was like, they're not. They're just generally training. There's no... Yeah. There's no... There's no specificity. Yeah. Like, yeah. he should have gone to the prison and been like, show me what Damon used to do in prison. And that would have been cool. We missed yeah. the prison visit. Yeah. Where he's yeah. like, yeah, he goes to the prison and be like, how does he fight? Yeah. Show me. Like, I'll peel you off a fresh hundred. Yeah, you know like, I mean? just yeah. giving the prisoners, yeah. Like, they should have done something a bit different because it's just another gen, gen generic training yeah. montage. That yeah. would have been cool. So, so yeah, just because just it's the weakest of the Creed movies it still, doesn't mean it's, it's really bad. And it's, still it's also really for a first directorial yeah. debut Michael B. Jordan did a good job he managed so. to he managed to make it unique in the trilogy which is something these long these long running movie franchises can suffer from is the, the, the yeah, like the, I said the Marvel even, problem they even the weakest similar. yeah even the weakest Rocky movies have some good stuff in them so it's like yeah. I think it's the same with Creed if they make a lot like three more Creed movies even the kind of 
lower moments, there's still some interesting things going on. Yeah. Phew. Um, do I, we? We don't have maths here. Yeah, we don't have yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I, that's all the time we've got for tonight, unfortunately. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram. Yep. At Tuesday Review AU. Mm-hmm. Um, you can catch all the other episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Adios, yeah. cousins. <laughs>